I'll thank you, uh, worship team, for leading us there in song. Uh, thank you all for, for being here tonight as uh, yet again we get to come together for for food, right? And we're, we're Baptists. Woo! <laughs> uh, for, for worship and fellowship. And a, and a short message, right? That's what it says on there. So I won't I won't go too long, right? <laughs> uh, you know, last last week uh, or last time, sorry, uh, we uh, we talked about you know, what the church was, you know, why why we meet, you know, as a as a set apart community, you know, as we as we gather, you know, and and, and thanks be to the Lord, we get to do it again uh, today. You know, we we come to you know to eat. We come to be refreshed by food and fellowship. We get to sing to the Lord. Uh, you know, b- both times you know, hey, the electricity wasn't working, and hey, the the sheets didn't print out, and that's that's okay. Google exists for a reason, right? We'll see what happens the next time we meet. So, <laughs> but um, you know, thanks uh, thanks everybody for for bringing food, and thanks Tanya for cooking. The the meat's really good. You know, yeah. So, uh, after we're done here, we need to drive by and say thank you to Josh too. That would that would be fun. We could do a drive along or something. So, I know. Give it, yeah, honk horns. Give it a big old shout out. Thank thank the cook. So, um, but yeah, thanks for setting up Bryce and thanks for for singing. You know, tonight I I wanted to take some time and talk about the subject. Um, you know, why why are we to love? You know. Have you ever have you ever thought about that? You know, we we actually talked about it this morning too. Uh, Toby read some of my notes and then I read some of his. So, um, you know, it's it's a good subject to think about. And why why do we love? You know, we are we are called again and again to love. Jesus says this in the Gospel of John: "A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you." You are also to love one another. To his followers, to his learners, to those taking his yoke upon them and learning from him, Jesus says this, love one another. Love like this. Love each other like I love you. How does Jesus love us? Well, he stepped out of heaven, right? He took upon flesh and he came not to be served, but to serve and to be a ransom for many. We we are to be servants full of love. Jesus actually goes on in the next verse there in John 13, 35, and he says this, "By By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, that we are learners of Jesus, that we have taken upon that yoke and have come to learn from the gentle and lowly king that comes to save us. If you have love for one another, that's how the world will know. You know this is our this is our trait, right? You know that's every X Men or superhero has a trait or an ability. Well, that's our that's what we're known for. This is what old people will know that we follow Jesus. It's not by our doctrine, which is necessary. We need to know our doctrine and theology. It's not by our building which is nice and cool or warm when it needs to be. But it's for our love for one another, 
our love that is not of this world is in fact so unlike the world that it sticks out it stands out I, I kind of thought of the illustration you know, when you hit your thumb with that hammer that you're working with it's that sticks out right it's so unnatural we're not supposed to feel that pain but it's it's letting us know hey stop for a minute take a breath right <laughs> um but it's different it's totally different because it's otherworldly i go ahead and turn your bibles if you have them to matthew 20 in matthew 20 uh, jesus says this in verses 20 through 28 he, he has a request come to him and uh, let's see what's said there it says this then the mother of the sons of zebedee that's james and john came up to him jesus with her sons and kneeling before him she asked him for something and he said to her what do you want she said to him say to these two sons of mine are to sit one at your right hand and one at your left in your kingdom and jesus answered you do not know what you are asking you are you able to drink the cup that i am to drink and they said to him we are able and he said to them you will drink my cup but to sit at my right hand and my left hand is not mine to grant but is for those from whom it has been prepared by my father and when the ten heard it they were indignant at the two brothers oh i just died again that's that's rest time where's trisha water break time Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Oh, can you hear me now? No? Test, test. One, two. Oh, okay. There we go. Thank you, Bryce. Oh, there. Where was I? Oh, okay. So the ten heard of it, and they were indignant at the two brothers. But Jesus called them to him and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. It shall not be among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant. Whoever would be first among you must be your slave, even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Now here in this, in this text, the, the mother of James and John comes up to Jesus. Uh, she actually kneels down and asks him this question, saying, in your, in your kingdom, can my two sons sit at your right and, hand, right and left hand? See, she, right there, she's asking for power, right? Can, can I, we have power when you come into your reign, when you destroy the Romans, when you fulfill all these prophecies? Can we have some of that can her son sit next to the king of glory as he's on the throne of david well jesus says this he says you have no idea what you're asking for are you able to drink from the cup that i'm about to see that that cup is going to be a cup of wrath he's going to deal with the sins of the world upon the cross he says this at the right and left of 
my hand at the throne that has been prepared for my father that's not for me to grant you know as this request became known the other disciples became indignant of James and John they indignant means to show your anger to show your annoyance you know with this with this action of James and John and their mother so Jesus you know taking this opportunity calls all of his followers over and says all of those that rule over the Gentiles the world they, they lord it over them they exercise that authority and that's how the world works right you know bosses are bosses employees are employees those that rule in authority exercise that rule they pass laws they lord over others but Jesus says this about the church it shall not be so among you see we, we see the way the world works and operates but we're not to to model that we're not to model you know politics we're not to model the CEO we're supposed to model something else Jesus says this whoever would be the greatest among you must be your servant now this is the model of servant leadership to lead humbly to to oversee not to be the CEO but to be the servant of all Jesus goes on saying, whoever would be first among you would be your slave. Now this is the model of the first being last and the last being first. You know, James talks about in James 2, 1 through 13, there's not supposed to be any partiality in the brotherhood and sisterhood of the church. There are no rich or poor here. We're all equals before God. Justified by his son, by the blood of the lamb. You know, we do all of this because of who we follow. And we follow a totally different king. We don't follow a king that's leading a huge army ready to destroy those who have rebelled. We don't follow a king that's impatient and ready to destroy with all of his wrath. And we serve a servant king who conquers, who marches up a hill, who was so broken, bleeding as he went up that hill, he needed help. We will follow a king who cried out for those crucifying him to be forgiven. We follow a king who cried three words that changed the entire world. It is finished paid in full see this king is the ransom this king has paid a debt that we could never pay the lamb slain for everyone he overcame everything that overwhelms us that is why we are to love because God first loved us and we are to love because apart from the king that we follow, we would be lost. Now this uh, week I went to In-N-Out Burger. Woo! Any, any fans? Yeah? Well, if you don't know, there's, there's verses on their cups and on their fry containers. On the fry container, it had Proverbs 24, 16. I was like, oh, I got to look that one up because the cup had John 3.16. You know, we, we all have that one memorized. For God so loved the world that he 
gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life, right? So I, I went to Proverbs to check out this verse, and it says this, For the righteous fall seven times and rise again, but the wicked stumble in times of calamity. Uh, of course, you know, being a good pastor went to the context. <laughs> you know, context is king. Jesus is king over the context. And it says this, Do not rejoice when your enemies fall, and let not your hearts be glad when he stumbles. Least the Lord sees it and be displeased, and turn away his anger from him. Fret not yourself because of evildoers, and do not be envious of the wicked, for the evil man has no future. The lamp of the wicked will be put out. My son, fear the Lord and the King, and do not join in those do not join with those who do otherwise, for disaster will arise suddenly from them. And who knows the ruin that will come from them both? I'd like to give a shout out for In and Out Burger. That was a pretty good verse, right? <laughs> it's like you know, those in the Lord, we know this. We know we deal with sin. We we know we fall and fail. And as Toby gave that illustration of the line, it's like that's why we're called to repent, to turn, to change our thinking all the time, to be renewed and transformed because our natural bend in our fallen state we want to go that way but God is calling us to something different to have a change of mind a change of heart we can get up again we have a, an advocate Christ Jesus right there at the Father's feet for the saints we have the Lord and, and better yet he has us but when the wicked fall, they fall during times of calamity. They fall during times of, of utter ruin. Because there is no anchor. Now, therefore, Proverbs says, do not rejoice when this is happening. Do not be glad. For we have a light, right? That we're supposed to tell. You know, in times of calamity, we need to tell it. In times of peace, we need to tell it. And we aren't to fear them. We aren't to rejoice over their stumble. We aren't to do that because the Lord would be displeased. For as we see in the word, we are to have a heart for the lost. For we were once like them without our king. We are not to look at a world and laugh. We are not to look at a world and have fear. And as Proverbs says right here, we're not to look at the world and say, oh, I want that. We're not to envy it, right? Because that has no future. The lamp. It says the lamp of the wicked will be put out. So Proverbs goes on, it says, So we are to fear the Lord, we are to fear authority, and we are to not join those that do, for that is disaster. I thought that was pretty cool. I'm like, well, thanks, Lord. That's all from a fry box. <laughs> uh, praise the Lord for animal fries. They're good. So Now here, we're to build a heart for the lost. 
It's something that I desperately struggle with sometimes. I'm afraid to share. I admit that. But we are to build a heart for the lost because our King has come for us. We were all there. Our heart is to gaze upon the face of God and to be changed as, as Isaiah <laughs> was changed. You know, Paul says this to Timothy in 1 Timothy. This is, this is my favorite passage dealing with this subject, Toby, as, as you preached on yours this morning. 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 6. First of all, then I urge that supplication, prayer, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people. Can't do anything without prayer. What was that quote? I tried to remember it, but the one about prayer. I can't, yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, how it powers everything. Oh. For all people, for kings, and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way, above reproach, right? This is good and it is pleasing in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires all peoples, all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and there is one mediator between God and man, the man, Jesus Christ. You go out into the world and you hear variations of, no, there's so many different ways, there's so many things, so many pathways. But the Bible totally disagrees with that. Right? That, that last part of the, the A's is to admit, is to say, this is the truth of the matter. The man, Jesus Christ, who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is the testimony given at a proper time. Now, this is the, the heart of our King, that the church, full of love, full of love for one another, serving one another, sharing in potlucks, is to share the love of Jesus with the world, with the lost and the broken, for it is the desire of our King, our Lord and our Master, for all people to be saved and come to a knowledge of truth. Now this this man, this king, this this God who took upon flesh came for all of us. Let's uh, close in a word of prayer. Oh, Father God, we we thank you for today. Thank you for everything, Lord, that you have given us. Your amazing grace. Your how sweet the sound. Saved a wretch like me. Lord, without you we are lost and broken. We are we are purposeless. Uh, you have given us so much purpose and so much mission and so much to invest in, to come together and be the body, to come together and and point to you. Just to be that big old billboard sign saying this is this is the way. And there is one way through Jesus the Christ, the Messiah whose march is for humanity, for them to, to come and be saved, to be justified, to know that you are gentle and lowly, Lord, that you are approachable, 
that you are the friend of sinners. That as we, we struggle and we fall and fail, you are there. You're our advocate. That we can rise up again. We can go forward and, and walk in newness of life in that new creation that you have given us, Lord. Thank you for this time together. Thank you for the food. Thank you for everyone pitching in and helping out from setup to to even clean up, Lord. Lord, I just pray for my church family. That they would be encouraged to walk with you every day. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.